Real Money Show right here. The number, as always, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. You'll pick up the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit. A couple specials uh, guys want to get to as well. These offers are still on. And the first one, receive a gram of gold for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account. Uh, some restrictions apply with that one. And also, Paul just handed me this as well. Uh, 100 ounce bars every time you purchase 10 uh, bars of silver, 100 ounce bars of silver, they will throw you a 10 ounce bar. Yeah, that's for the depository. For the depository. And Very the reason nice. that we're doing that, the 10 ounce bar will well cover any fees for the right. year. Right. So it's a way to, you know, take a 10 ounce bar home, give it to as a gift to somebody, or by the same time, you've got a thousand ounces right. in the depository. Which is going to cost you, you know, around about sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars U.S. Jeremy, so much to get to. We're going to be talking about silver heavily. Going to be talking about China. Talk about the Fed. Let's just get rolling because we got time. Yeah, there's so much uh, to talk about this week. This has been a big week news-wise in precious metals. A big week price-wise in precious metals. Um, silver right now has actually taken the lead a little bit uh, so far year to date on. Performance-wise, mm-hmm. silver's up uh, just shy of 17%. Uh, gold's up uh, just shy of 16% as of the taping of this show. So very strong performance from the precious metals uh, so far this year um, in the markets. Now, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff in the show. One of the things I wanted to talk about just before we get started is we have been talking to a lot of people about RSPs, and mm-hmm. obviously that's been a very successful vehicle for us. And just wanted to create the distinction there that with an RSP, you're allowed to hold RSPs across multiple institutions, meaning you can have an account with TD, CIBC, and RBC mm-hmm. have hold R- RSPs with all of those institutions. So you can transfer the money that you're holding from those from one to the other. So just in case you decide you don't want to work with TD anymore and you want to go to Scotiabank, you're allowed to transfer everything over. So we work with Questrade, and it would be the same thing. If you have investments in your RSP portfolio or a registered account that aren't working for you and you want to move some of that into precious metals, you're allowed to transfer those funds or the investments, we call that in-kind, to an account with Questrade once you've opened that account. And it stays within the RSP. So this makes it very easy for anyone to get involved in physical precious metals. And that's the key. In this investment that we do within the registered account, the product is fully allocated, fully segregated. It is a physical product that you can go to the depository and hold in your hand, take pictures, put it on Instagram. Or if not. you want or not. <laughs> but but this is to show that it's physical and it's allocated to you. You're going to receive an inventory report of what you're holding in that investment. Again, and all the product, existing accounts and new accounts. Yeah, and all product is LBMA approved. Right. Uh, we prefer to go with Royal Mint product because we're a Canadian company. Uh, you can put in 100-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, um, one-ounce maple leaves in silver, uh, one ounce gold bars, ten ounce gold bars, kilo bars in gold. Again, we prefer to go with Royal Mint product, though we do have other products that are LBMA approved. And when you're putting it into an RSP or a TFSA or a Lift or Rift, whichever account that you're putting into, you know, it really we try to not we try to tell people the, the best investment to get into. And normally it's ten ounce and a hundred ounce bars um, for immediate. Uh, form of selling. But when you're putting it into an RSP, you're not really taking the gold or silver out. When it comes to retire that account, you're going to sell off that product. So why pay a premium on a maple leaf? Why pay even a premium on a 10-ounce bar? A 100-ounce bar is the better way to go. Same with gold. You know, one-ounce, 10-ounce bars of gold are easy to move, easy to, you know, liquidate when you, when it comes time to sell. And and that is actually another point that we do find is often a, a, a question we get, which is, can I take my product home? Right. If you're going to invest within the RSP, it has to stay in the regulated depository. So our depository is IROC approved and the product has to stay in that depository in order for it to be eligible within the RSP. I wouldn't take it home anyway. It's too bulky like you always say, Paul, right? Well, silver, you know, a thousand ounces weighs 70 pounds. I mean, if you've got 5,000 ounces in the market, it's 350 pounds. And, you know, 
these markets right now are really undervalued. We've seen a, a nice little jump in silver. Uh, basically, in the last two months, it's it's up almost $2, uh, which is a nice increase. Gold has moved up as well. As Jeremy said, uh, gold, we're up about 15% year-to-date. Silver's closer to uh, 17% year-to-date. We think that these markets will move even higher. Gold and silver has really been kept down. When you have cheap cheap interest rates or zero interest rates or negative interest rates, the only place that they're forcing you to put your money into is the stock market so that you can get dividends. And the average dividend is 3.84%, which is still taxable. The other area that you can put your money is real estate. And real estate has done very, very well over the last few years. But nothing goes up in a straight line. For the reason that Real estate has gone up. The reason even some of the stock market has gone up because of the cheap money. Gold and silver has been relatively very inexpensive. In May 2011, we had a high of silver of $49 and gold was about nineteen twenty. We got smashed down pretty good. There is more upside in gold and silver than there is in the stock market. There is more upside in gold and silver than there is in the real estate market. And coming to your savings, if you're going to put money into a bank, you're sooner or later going to get negative interest rates. Inflation, though they tell us, is less than 2%. I don't know whether any of these politicians or any of these people that are in working with the government that tells us it's 2%. I just can't see it. I mean, I know I'm a businessman. My costs keep going up every single year. As a if you're going out shopping, the packaging is getting smaller. I mean, you go open and buy a package of potato chips today, open it up, you you know, it's like on the witness protection. There's no potato chips in there. It's shrunk. Everything's shrunk. I, my wife has been sick this week. You know, I went out and bought juice. I mean, it used to be a liter of juice. It's now 750 milliliters. Yeah. Where did the other, you know, quarter go? You know, it's the box has got bigger at the bottom, more space at the bottom of the base, less juice. I mean... You know, even on the kids' drinks, you get the drinks are getting smaller and smaller, yet there is no inflation. It's smoke and mirrors. There is inflation, but they're taking it away from you. They're taking it away from you, and you're buying power. Countries are still printing money at an incredible rate. Printing money is confiscating your wealth. The best way to protect against this is have an insurance policy. Everybody, in most cases, has life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, home insurance. You never want to collect but it's there for your protection. If you do the same thing with your capital, if you have 15 20% gold, silver in your account, if you have a natural fancy colored diamond, you are going to weather the storm because prices will go up, the stock market will come down, housing prices will come down. It happens every so often. Last one in, first one to get hurt. We were talking about this outside the show a little while ago, you know, people have overextended themselves because the money has been cheap. What happens if we do start to get interest rates rising? Will people be able to pay those mortgages? Will people get laid off from their jobs? Lots of things can happen. Own some gold and silver. You can go to our Guildhall Wealth site, right-hand corner. We have an e-store. It's so easy to buy. You can buy, you know, maple leaves, one-ounce bars of silver, 10-ounce, 100-ounce bars. You can buy gold exactly the same way. If you don't want to take the product home, and it's, but you want to have the ability to own it, touch it, you can put the product in our depository. It's safe, it's secure, it's segregated, allocated. We can even give you the bar numbers. You can visit the product. There's no better way to own gold or silver. We are not in the paper business. We don't sell equities. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell futures, options, ETFs. We sell the physical product that you can actually touch, feel, whether you want to take it home, whether you want to put it in the depository, it's the way to go. Silver and gold is extremely undervalued right now, and I think you're going to see a huge breakout. Even if you look at the price today of silver, we're trading around about sixteen, fifteen an ounce. It's a great way to buy. Is is in the trade we call laddering it in. If you've got 
50000 or 100000 or 20000 to invest. Put a half in at this price at sixteen fifteen. If the price drops, cost average. If it goes up, doesn't matter. You can still buy the balance of what you've got in cash. But laddering in is going to protect you. At least you're going to get into the market at a reasonable time, and you're going to make some money. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. I know, Jeremy, you wanted to discuss uh, TFSAs because this, this is a big one for a lot of people, yeah? TFSAs are a great way to get involved in the market. It's it's something you can do all year round. The amount that you're allowed to put into a TFSA if you have been eligible since the beginning is forty six thousand five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and That's a lot providing of, you're over twenty six years old. And so, it's a gr- we find that a lot of people are buying silver in that investment because there is a lot more upside potential in silver. And gold is something that investors tend to hold for a much longer term. So the TFSA, if you haven't started one, what this means is that any gains that happen in the silver market or the gold market, if you are investing, it's tax-free. You do not have to claim the capital gains on that. So again, people do feel that silver has more upside potential. And so they like the idea that they can buy the physical product within a TFSA and not have to worry about the capital gains. And send you up to 46 and a half is a lot of money, right? It is. That could buy you right now uh, at least 2,000 ounces of silver. Now, coming up in, in, in the show, we want to talk about where the prices are headed. Um, we often talk about, we'll have guests on the show talking about where they think the price is going. We've talked about where we feel the price is going Coming up on the show on April 30th, Can't Gerald wait. Salente is joining us yeah. again. So that'll be that'll be a great interview, as it always is. And coming up in the show, we want to talk about Keith Newmeyer. He's the CEO of First Majestic, and he did a great interview this week with the SGT report. And we want to tell you what he thinks of where the prices are going and why he thinks they're going there. We also want to talk some uh, – there's been some interesting news this week – as the price of gold and silver have both been been uh, rising rapidly this week, and it, it all has to do with Deutsche Bank, and then of course we want to talk about the new gold silver uh, the gold fix coming out of China, which is another big big piece of news that came out this week, and they're starting they start uh, next week uh, to trade gold and silver. And so there's just a lot coming together this yeah. week as to as to why the prices are moving so and, and diamonds. So we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll get into the details. And the number one eight seven seven eight silver. It's online to guildhallwealth.com. A reminder once again for every one gram of gold, uh, or at least receive one gram of gold for every five thousand U.S. invested in an RSP account with Guildhall. And you purchase uh, one ten one hundred ounce bars of silver, you will get one ten ounce bar courtesy of Guildhall. There's all kinds of specials. It's worth the start up right now. The e store, the top right corner of the website as well. Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Uh, you know, Jeremy, you said it a billion times in this show. China loves their gold, and they got it. So right now, uh, big news came out of Routers reported. Uh, it's something that we've known about for quite some time, which is that uh, top Chinese banks alongside Standard Chartered and ANZ will become 18 members to join a new yuan-dominated gold benchmark. That signals China's biggest step towards becoming a price setter for the metal. So right now, gold price is fixed a couple times a day out of London. They had a lot of issues this past year uh, because before it was uh, done over the phone with with three, four, five banks. Uh, they could have said whatever they wanted and front run the front run the market. So they moved to this new platform, which is uh, strictly done uh, online, which is supposed to create some a little more transparency. But ultimately, what it comes down to is he who owns the gold makes the rules. And right now, China owns a lot of gold, and they want to have access to helping to create their own price discovery for the metal. And because already international banks are coming on board with this, it does show that there's a lot of credibility in terms of this China versus the West for price discovery for precious metals. Now, they're going to be a little different. Uh, The price mechanism in China is going to be done by the gram. But uh, ultimately, again, this is about China having a lot of gold. They want access to price fixing, and it looks like they're, they're taking one big step towards that. So this is very big news in terms of 
price discovery. And if you want to talk about price discovery, we've we've heard from the likes of Jim Rickard saying that gold could go to $10,000 an ounce. That could be simple math. We're going to talk about where Keith Newmeyer thinks the price is going as well. But that's just one aspect that we heard about this week. Talking about uh, gold in grams, uh, we're launching our new website, uh, e-commerce site, very, very shortly. But we are bringing out for our clients gold, as though we have silver combo packs, where it's a combination of different amounts of silver. We're doing this in gold. So whether you want to buy maples, you can buy a one-ounce maple, two half, a half-ounce maple, and two quarters, just so you've got a selection. We're also doing this in grams. So there'll be packages uh, of grams where you get 10, 5, one-ounce grams, or 20, 10, 5, one-ounce grams, combinations, which makes it easier. We do deal in uh, all, all types of whether it's ounces or grams, we deal in both, and uh, this will make it very, very easy for our clients to purchase gold in uh, grams. As I said, uh, we're excited about the new e-commerce store, which we're providing our clients. It's going to make it very, very easy, uh, much easier than we've actually got the site right now to purchase gold and silver for home delivery. The same way that if you want to purchase, you want to put it into the depository, you'll be able to talk to our brokers and they can help you with that. one eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website that Paul refers to, Jeremy. So um, this week, Dave Kranzler, who is a PM uh, precious metal fund manager, put out an amazing article uh, discussing the fact that the Fed had an emergency meeting at the White House this week. And what he's postulating is that ultimately it will it comes down to Deutsche Bank. Because what's been happening is, as as Kranzler points out, is that Citibank already bailed out uh, Deutsche Bank recently as, uh, this past summer, and that there's an article out in Bloomberg that Goldman Sachs and Citibank, uh, sorry, Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan are looking to do more of the same. And what this is coming down to is the fact that Deutsche Bank is a too big to fail bank, that they're gigantic. The margin that they have worldwide is huge, and their exposure to companies like Glencore and uh, as well as Volkswagen put them into a lot of trouble. So the the they did meet on Monday. Kranzler is discussing the fact that on Tuesday, the the title for the meeting was Bank Supervisory Matters, and on Wednesday it was Periodic Briefing and Discussion on Financial Markets, Institutions, and Infrastructure. The point being is that there is a reckless amount of credit risk in the market, that we've got too big to fail banks that are potentially being bailed out as we speak. In other words, Deutsche Bank, since summertime, we're seeing reports that it's been imploding. And the Fed is inching closer to implementing more drastic monetary easing measures. This is one of the reasons, not all of the reasons. It's always more than one. It's not just one reason that's going to push gold and silver up. This is just one of them, this expectation that the Fed could be helping to bail out Deutsche Bank and what that could potentially mean in terms of quantitative easing, lowering interest rates. And speaking of that, as you know, we're in this environment where interest rates are being lowered constantly. Well, it turns out that uh, we're also starting to see bail-ins occur. There's an mm-hmm. Austrian bank that just bailed in where senior creditors got a 54% haircut and they had to bail in this bank. Essentially, they got, they got less than half of their money back that they put into the bank. So it's no longer in Cyprus. Okay, we're not talking about making the companies public and then buy and then bringing them back to private later on. You know, for example, BlackRock or whatnot. This is bail-in time. So, what other aspects could be on the table? What other risks could be here right now that could bring that further into Europe and even into North America? This is one of the big reasons why people want to hold physical precious metals because they want it outside the banking system. They already aren't getting any. Uh, investors are already not getting any interest. They're not savers are being punished. They have to go out and take risk. They have to go out and leverage. This is uh, another byproduct of that, that you see people saying, well, interest rates are low. I'll just borrow more. So you've got more borrowing going on in an environment where savings is, is going out the window. And so people are moving towards precious metals as a way to protect themselves. And of course, 
it takes very little to get growth in that market. So next, we're going to talk about Keith Newmeyer and where he thinks the market is going. It's interesting that article you just mentioned from Silver Doctors that calls it, you know, has the next financial earthquake begun. That's kind of scary. Right? It, it is. It's, it, it, it has this feeling that, okay, we know that nothing got fixed from 2008. We know that the banks got bigger and Deutsche Bank is in major trouble. It feels like the trouble is this almost Godzilla aspect that's just walking across the ocean towards <laughs> North America because ultimately if Citibank, Goldman Sachs, and uh, J.P. Morgan are looking to basically bail out this bank, that means that's on the U.S. taxpayers. And they're already uh, hitting, getting to their limit in terms of how much debt is in the U.S. So the question becomes one of confidence. If 2008 occurred and, and we said, okay, the, the Fed can, can fix this and, and we bailed out the, the banks, everything should be fine. Well, what happens if another event happens and it's four times the size? Are people now going to trust the central banks? And this is why, and this brings us to another article that a former aide of Ben Bernanke from the Federal Reserve and um, Janet Yellen has come out asking for major reforms in the Federal Reserve uh, structure. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver and online guildhallwealth.com. Interesting that we haven't heard anything about Greece. Uh, yeah, right. That's quiet, right? Yeah, that's buried in the back pages. <laughs> it hasn't gone away. Um, and you've got so many refugees that have parked themselves uh, on their beaches They've got lots of problems. I was actually speaking to somebody that just got back from Greece, and he said it's a nightmare, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. But you don't hear about it. I'm just looking at an article now. Miami real estate is melting down. You know, Miami real estate was fired up by Brazilian, Venezuelan, uh, a lot of South American money was put into uh, Miami. It's starting to fall. It bothers me when I look at Vancouver and I look at the Toronto real estate market. Every bubble has its time to burst, and I think mm -hmm. it's getting scary. So you've got to look at how to protect you know, your capital. If you don't have gold and silver, if you don't have a natural fancy colored diamond, it's time to look at it. And only about 3% of the world of savers, investors, own gold or silver, 3%. That's so small. People believe in, mon in money. They love money. But even today, I was in Starbucks this morning. I'm watching. Nobody's got cash for a lousy $2 cup of coffee. Yeah. It's all on a card. Swipe, swipe, swipe. On the phone. It's scary to see people just throwing their phones at people and swiping cards, and they don't have $2 in cash. It's, it's a concern to me. Anyway, not to get off of that, I think you should have some gold and silver. Go to our website. John, give out the numbers. They can look at the e-store. It is one eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. So we were just talking about trust and confidence. And what we have seen as a trend over the last, I would say, decade is that people are becoming aware that the Federal Reserve is actually a private institution, that it's not public, it's not part of the treasury, and it makes you wonder why they always want mm -hmm. to keep their privacy. They don't want audits. Uh, they don't want government involved in what they're doing. But an article came out this week that a former Yellen advisor proposes sweeping reform for, for the Fed system. Uh, his name is Craig Torres. And essentially, what we have is there are entities in the U.S. trying to start to get some reform into the Fed, trying to get some transparency, just a, a simple idea of transparency. And, of course, every time the Fed comes to a Senate hearing and any time they get into hot water, they'll say, well, it's up to Congress to decide what to do. We can – you know, it, it's up to them. We, we'll do whatever they want. And then later on, they'll say, we really don't want transparency. We want to protect this. This is very important. But it really is that Wizard of Oz moment every time that the chairman uh, speaks to the Senate, because they always say, well, you have the power the whole time, uh, Dorothy. You can do whatever you want. And and it's interesting that the, the people in the United States are starting to to realize, well, we can make reforms here and we can submit that to Congress and, and we'll see if something eventually happens. But in the meantime, what is the confidence going to be? Right. Do people believe in central banks anymore? Do they believe that they can really solve the problems? 
it's about self-protectionism now. And people are looking for ways to self-protect, and that's what gold and silver does. Look at look at the recent moves up. You've got the Canadian dollars moved up something like 7% this year. The U.S. dollar's down this year, and precious metals are up over 15 16%. That's just a four-month piece of the pie in terms of what can happen going forward. Now, again, we want to talk about what uh, Keith Newmeyer is saying and where, where he thinks the precious metals are going. Yep. But first, we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, which is natural fancy colored diamonds. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Reminder as well, receive one gram of gold for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. Some restrictions apply. Go to the website for that. And as well, when you purchase 10 100-ounce bars of silver, you will get one 10-ounce bar of silver free, courtesy of Guildhall. Lots more coming up. The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. Real Money Show, number one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. We'll flip over uh, for this segment to uh, one of her favorite <coughs> parts of the show. Pardon me, and that would be natural fancy colored diamonds. This is an investment that people have been getting involved in for centuries to protect wealth. It used to be for the very, very wealthy, the kings and queens of states. Mm-hmm. They would buy these jewels and hold on to them. And we took a a page out of their book and started getting involved in in natural fancy colored diamonds. And what we've seen over the past 15 years is that they are remarkably stable investments. And this is a type of investment for anyone that doesn't want to look every day, doesn't care to do fast trades that they're willing to hold on for 10, 15, 20 years and see how the market progresses. It's a slow and steady growth, but that slow and steady growth has meant, just as an example, that less than five years ago, you could have bought a one-carat, fancy, intense yellow, internally flawless for under $15,000 that today is selling for $28,000 Canadian pre-tax. That's a small investment. So even a small investment in natural fancy colored diamonds over time can do very, very well. They're just so rare. And what we see is that auction records continue to show and put a spotlight on this market. So, for example, the we have an upcoming auction for the Oppenheimer Blue, which we've oh, yeah. discussed. Uh, they're expecting it to fetch $45 million. We'll see what happens. Um, on on May 18th. And there's another auction coming up regarding a pink diamond, which is a 15.38 Jeez. titled The Supremely Rare Pink Diamond. They're expecting it to go somewhere between 28 to 38 million. So we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, we had the uh, De Beers Millennium Jewel, which sold for 31.8 million last week in Hong Kong, setting yet another auction record. So these auction records are one at a time. We used to, we had this this page that we created. We, we squeezed in, I think, something like 20 auction records that have been blown right. since 2008. And we're now well onto the second page. Oh, yeah. We're just, we can't keep it on one page anymore. Now, these are very special diamonds. These are really literally a handful of diamonds that are, that are, around the globe but no one buys a diamond for 31 million dollars because it just looks fun yeah they buy it because it's it's so rare it's going to continue to make money and same thing with with our collection anywhere from 15,000 to 200,000 or more if you're if you're lucky to be that liquid is going to give you a return over time the thing is that people the clients listening or listeners listening to this show right now you know, when you talk about diamonds going for thirty million and fifty million, it really doesn't affect them. Okay, it's like when you talk about trillions of this and billions yeah. of that. You know, the average person says, "Well, I don't have that type yeah, of money. I don't care." You know, it's, it's somebody else. Well, it really does trickle down because the person that's buying a diamond for thirty million, forty million, obviously is relative to the money that they've got. They've got an insight to what's happening in the marketplace. They have a lot. When you've got that type of scratch, you've got a lot of advisors around you giving you information. They know that currencies are being printed like crazy. They know the markets are inflated. They want to be able to hold on to their money or hold on to their buying power in the future for their future, for their generations to come. So therefore, they invest in something that they know 
is going to hold its value and will go up. We know real estate has always been a great investment. You can't create real, more real estate. You can in one way where you take a building that's three stories high and knock it down and put 50 stories. Right. You're buying the air. Obviously, that's how you cre can create more real estate. But you can't do that with diamonds. The diamond mines that were around 30, 40, 50 years ago are depleted. The Argyle mine in Western Australia that produces 90% of the world's pinks is closing in 2018. Its production has gone so low that it doesn't pay to keep that mine open. Yes, they've taken probably quite a lot of product out of that mine. It's probably in little boxes on shelves somewhere. But they're not releasing it in bulk, the same as De Beers, that have millions of millions of diamonds. They've got enough diamonds of De Beers to fill two English double-decker buses. That's a lot of white diamonds. But when you get to color, that's a different story. They're extremely rare, very hard to find, and increase in value at an incredible rate. Pink diamonds, for example, over the last 10 years alone, this is from from reports that we have, have increased in value approximately 361%. That's in 10 years. Some of the diamonds have increased more than that, but this is an average price. This year, when Jeremy and myself, we go to Las Vegas to the JCK show, the amount of diamond manufacturers, colored diamond manufacturers, is very small. I mean, we can go round basically in a day, shake enough hands, and we've covered the marketplace. Oh. There's always somebody new maybe coming online, but it's a very, very small marketplace. I normally get the heads up two months, a month before, of product that's available. What's going to be there? Do I Am I interested in a three-carat blue? Am I interested in this one-carat pink? You know, that we normally get the heads up. This year, I have no inkling what's out there. All I know, it's harder and harder to find vivid yellows, intense yellows of internally flawless quality, and argyle pinks of VS quality. There's lots of other product out there. Doesn't mean it's any good. One eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhalldiamonds.com if you want to see the collection. High-res photography, by the way. <laughs> you know, the, the market is expanding. It is growing. And I, I, we've started recently getting a phone call every couple weeks from some new dealer that wants to sell, sell colored diamonds to us. And uh, I'll always ask, have you looked at our website? Right. They'll say, oh, yeah. I said, do you have anything like that? And they usually say no. The other thing that we've noticed in this in this industry over the course of the years is, you know, we deal with our partners. They know what we want. They can get it to us at, at the best price. But in the general marketplace, you'll see that the same diamond is being peddled by multiple companies. And ultimately, if you if if you're lucky enough to have a, a diamond like what we have on our on our site. That's very, very difficult to find. If you could go out and try to find a vivid yellow, internally flawless, over a carrot with great proportions, um, where you know the fat, there's not extra facets on it, et cetera, just everything that we look for in our criteria. If you can find that, fantastic. What's the price? Are you going to be able to resell it down the road? So there's what what's the company are they going to bait and switch you down the road do they do they have a GIA graduate on staff I was just uh, going to say that are, I can go look but I don't have Nicole Exactly right? are they a member of the Fancy Color Research Foundation are they a member of the NCDIA all of these things that start to add up in terms of credibility that says well you know you've got a collection here where every single diamond is a winner you just have to choose the one that you like that, that speaks to you, and that's what we often find. When customers will come to the office to, to view a variety of diamonds within their price budget, they do find something that, that inevitably speaks to them. Now, if it really speaks to you, you can put it into jewelry. We have a custom designer. He does incredible work, and because we don't have the overhead of a lot of those big box stores brands, we're able to produce even better quality work sure. at usually less than half the price. So not only can you buy a beautiful natural fancy color diamond and keep it for years, 
decades, maybe even pass it on, something that's going to continue to accrue value over time. But you can even put it into a ring and, and enjoy it. And use it, really. And use it. Yeah. And, and, get, and, and, and have that conversation piece. A lot of women have white diamonds. Not a lot of women have yellow diamonds. It really stands out, especially if you're getting married for the second time, uh, perhaps, and, and you want to do something more than the, the one carat white that you got the first time. Or maybe you're, you, you've moved on from, you, you know, you're having your, your 25th anniversary and you decide, well, I've got the white diamond, but my daughter's getting married and I want to make sure that I really make a splash. This is where colored diamonds and that individuality, individuality can express itself. And then again, and lastly, it's that appreciation of this is going up in value. And, and forget the, the saving and loan crisis in, in the 80s, the dot-com bubble, the crisis of 2008. You hold a pink diamond. You don't have to worry about any crisis coming up. It's just gonna. You're just gonna hold it and keep accruing value. Paul, what happens if I get to the point where I'm starting to like this? I got say, you know, a, a good vivid yellow. Yeah, I want to move up to a pink. Then what well, do I do? Well, it's it's very easy. I mean, these diamonds don't lose value. Um, it's it's a little bit like real estate. I always say it's like real estate. You know, when you first get married, you may live in a three bedroom townhouse. You know, you move to a four bedroom. You know, the house you really wanted was a five bedroom with three <laughs> garage. And you couldn't afford it. But because you've built up equity in your house and the first home and the second home, it's the same thing with a vivid diamond. If you bought a vivid diamond 10 years ago, you've built up a lot of equity and you look at a pink, we will move you into the pink. And I'm surprised right now how many of our clients are purchasing colored diamonds and are turning it into beautiful, beautiful pieces of jewelry. Um, we sold a couple of weeks ago an unbelievable vivid green diamond. It was absolutely stunning. We've put it into a ring. I'm, it's one of the best, magnificent rings I've ever seen. And it's a small diamond, but the setting has made it just beautiful. It's just stunning. Uh, and the guy bought it actually for his mother. And it was nice. very, very expensive. And we, we put a we put a little video of that up on Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, you can see not only the loose diamonds, but also some jewelry that we've done. And we're starting to put up the videos of, of that jewelry. Speak to the liquidity. Well, you know, this is, again, it's a long-term investment. It is continuing to accrue value. But in terms of liquidity, the best way to get liquidity is to have held it long enough that you have made profit but you're still well under the market value. That's that's sort of the ideal. So if I could go back to the beginning of the segment where I mentioned that a uh, one carat intense you use you could have bought less than five years ago for thirteen thousand today is selling for twenty eight. Mm-hmm. That diamond is becoming pretty liquid in terms of now you can go to market and undersell the regular price, but you're still making very good very good return. Now imagine if you could hold on to that diamond for another five years, and a one carat intense yellow is now selling for forty thousand, and you paid thirteen. That's much more liquid. Now the diamonds don't sell in a day. This is a little bit like the fine art market. You know, if you own a Picasso, you're going to sell it, but you might not sell it this week. Sure. And that's the point. There's always a demand for the market. It just depends on when that right buyer comes along. But, now, but if you can't you can, lose money. It's not like a stock where you're trying to sell a stock for $100 yeah. and you can't get out of the market and it drops down to $70. A colored, natural fancy colored diamond is not going to do that. If that diamond is priced around about $50,000, it may not sell for a month, three months, six months, but we may get sixty or 70000 for it because it's increased in value. Yeah, like how how liquid is a stock that's down 50%, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, yeah, you can sell it, but you've guaranteed a loss. Whereas with this, you know, for for us, one of the things that that we've gotten very used to in this market is is the patience. That, you know, you buy a diamond and let's say it's worth 150. And if it doesn't sell this year, ah, it didn't sell this year. It's okay. Next year, it'll it'll be a higher value diamond. Or in our case, maybe we have the opportunity to sell... Uh, give it at a better opportunity uh, compared to some other diamonds. But over time, we always see the prices moving up. You know, you see, you might have four vivid yellows, and by the time you're replacing three of those, 
you've got one diamond left that that is a good opportunity that yeah. that someone can still buy you know maybe a little less than than the new ones coming in and well, and that's the nature of the market currency has a lot to do with it as well because we buy everything in US dollars now if you look at the Canadian dollar over the last 2 years you know we've seen a high of 145 on the currency so if a diamond was 100,000 US I'm just let's just call cost mm-hmm. it's now 145,000 Canadian makes it a little tougher to sell that diamond. Now the currency is around about 128. So instead of being 145 cost, it's 128 cost. We've purchased diamonds that we still have in stock where the dollar was par. And I've got a couple of diamonds where it was less than par. So we've always got a chance to, a client comes in, if it's the right diamond that I've bought at the right price, uh, though it's gone up 28, 30% on currency, I can still give that client a great price because we bought it at par. And, you know, again, speaking of just protecting wealth, this idea that when you own a hard asset and concentrated wealth like a natural fancy color diamond, this is something that you put away. And as an insurance policy, if if God forbid there are bail-ins in Canada or North America or the currency really loses value or there's just things that can occur that you don't know that they're going to occur. How many people predicted savings and loans, predicted dot-com, predicted subprime loans? Most people are the last to know. But if you're holding something that's continuing to accrue value like a natural fancy color diamond, that is going to continue to do well through that entire process. And when the time comes, you might decide you don't need to sell that diamond ever. You've just accumulated wealth. But let's say you pass that diamond on to your daughter. And she's 35 years old now and she's come across some hard times. And she sells that diamond a generation later. No, She's set for life. That's what happens with a natural fancy color diamond. We There's a, a famous story about a red diamond that was purchased in the 50s. And the entire family wanted to sell off the, the whole collection to, to, to pay to, to keep the business after mm-hmm. the father passed away. They only needed to sell one diamond, a red diamond. They, they kept the entire collection. I mean, this is, this is what a natural fancy diamond can do eventually. But if you want to accrue value in, in a 10-year, 15-year process... You can also do that too. Well, some people as well. I mean, they're not looking at one diamond. There's collectors. I mean, we have collectors that have 30, 40 diamonds. And we go back and we look at their portfolio and they've purchased diamonds from us. And we look and say, how can we sell them? They're such a silly low price. (laughs) It wasn't a silly low price at the time. It was a reasonable price. But they've increased in value at such an incredible rate. So if you're buying on a regular basis, and when I say not every single day, but if you're buying every three months, six months, you see a diamond on the website, you like the look of the diamond, you f- you think it's great value, and it is great value, this diamond will go up in value. And this is how you get a little collection going. You may have three diamonds, five diamonds, seven diamonds. What happens is eventually you can sell off the diamond you paid the less for. Right. I mean, if you paid $15,000 for a diamond and today it's trading at $35,000, you may want to take some money off the table. And, you you know, if you put it up, you give it to us for us to resell, we put it on the website, we we'll advertise it, you're not in a rush to sell it. We get the price, it's great. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't go straight away, it's like real estate. You know, you get multiple offers. I mean, if you make it low enough, you're going to have people coming, you know, wanting to buy it. But with diamonds, they keep on going up in price. So whether it sells today, one month, three months, six months, a year down the road, you're going to make nothing but money. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com to see the collection. Make sure you get the investor kit and all that good stuff. Lots more of the show coming up. We'll go back to silver and some surprising numbers in the next couple of years or forecasted. Jeremy will give you lots more details right here on The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. The number one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. And a reminder that a couple things happening right now on the website and through Guildhall. Receive one gram of gold for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account. Details and restrictions can be had at the website. And when you purchase 10 100-ounce silver bars, you will get one 10-ounce bar of silver courtesy of Guildhall. Reminder as well, coming up on the 30th of this month of April, uh, Gerald Salente, one of our favorite guests, will be back in the show. And, uh, Jeremy, you got to reiterate again the RSP and how that works, right? Right. So you can hold physical, allocated, segregated gold and silver in your registered account. 
Now, you can transfer from an existing RSP that you might be holding with uh, a bank or an institution. You can transfer that to our custodian, Quest Trade, and we'll assist you with that. We cover all of all of the basics, and we'll, we'll help you get started. But you can now hold physical bullion in your RSP. TFSAs are also another great way to go because you can avoid having to uh, claim the capital gains on anything that any gains that we get in the market. And as you know, gold and silver are both up over 15% this year. So we're, we're in the midst of a very strong market. And of course, you don't hear about this necessarily on mainstream media. You have to listen to The Real Money Show in right. order to find out what's going on in the markets. And speaking of what's going on, I uh, want to talk about uh, – oh, and don't forget we've got uh, Gerald Salente coming up on 30th. April 30th. But we had a, there was a great interview this week uh, on the SGT report with uh, the CEO of First Majestic Silver, Keith Newmeyer. And he re- reiterated a lot of things that we talk about on the show. So I thought it would be important to, to mention some of the things he talked about. The ratio. As we know, the ratio has come down slightly. We're still in the high 70s. At the time of the interview, it was at 80 to 1, silver to gold. Now, he points out, and remember, he's the CEO of a mining company. They're mining silver, silver at 10 to 1, and the ratio is at 80 to 1. Wow. Well, how long can you keep mining at 10 to 1 ratio, 10 ounces of silver for every ounce of gold, where the cost of production is what the price is, Okay. And the price doesn't move up. Well, the result of that is, of course, that mining production starts to shut down. And when he's surveyed across the globe, mine, mine production from 2015 is down anywhere from 6 to 16%, depending on the country. Those are huge numbers when you start to think about how much silver is coming out of the ground. Now, we did talk – another thing that he mentions, and this is very important, is that if there was just a 1% increase in demand, that could equal $130 billion investment into both gold wow. and silver. We're talking about completely overwhelming the market. The physical market. The physical market. Yeah. Now, look, at the end of the day, let's talk about motivation. If gold and silver were screaming higher right now – most people would understand without having an economics degree that that would probably indicate something is is wrong with the currency. So it is incumbent upon some of these central banks to try to to keep this this price low. Now as well, China wants to to hedge its US dollar treasuries. You could see why they would want the price to be low so that they continue to accumulate. Now they're starting their their own exchange and starting to do their own price fixing. And that's going to launch on April 19th. And we'll see if more of the international banking community wants to move towards Asia in terms of figuring out the price uh, discovery mechanism in gold and silver. Well, there's always a premium uh, in Asia on gold and silver. I mean, there's always a premium. Uh, it, it's incredible. You know, we're still running through shortages. I have on order physical gold and silver, which... Still, I'm behind maybe two months. We put in orders virtually every day. Um, we replace product that we sell. But we're running into shortages. And I think what you're going to see is, you know, the price of silver is actually strengthened again against gold. The ratio is 80 to 1. As Jeremy said, for thousands of years, going back to biblical times, it was 16 to 1 ratio. That's 16 pieces of silver for one piece of gold. Today, it's 80 to 1. If the ratio comes down to 40 to 1, silver would be trading at over $30 an ounce. If we came down to 20 to 1 ratio, you know, we're going to be at $60 an ounce. So at 16 to 1 ratio, silver would be $75 an ounce US, which is over $100 an ounce Canadian. So when they're calling for $100 silver, I don't think they're completely out of line. I don't say it's going to happen tomorrow where you're going to get a 16 to 1 ratio overnight. But over the next few years, I can see the ratios coming down. All the gold that's ever been mined is still above ground. It's in coins, it's in bars, it's in teeth, but it's still above ground. All the silver is being used up at an unbelievable rate. Darren spoke last week about solar power, how much silver is being put into solar, and they're just coming out now to say go even more solar. I mean, more solar, well, more Disney solar. just opened up that big Mickey Mouse-shaped uh, solar field of solar panels, right? 
Huge. So, you know, we know silver is going to be used up, but we feel that actually silver is rarer than gold. Remember, gold's still above ground. Silver's below ground. It costs a lot of money. Silver is mostly a byproduct of gold, zinc, and copper mining. There's not that many true silver mines out there. So think about it. It It's common sense. But as Jeremy says, the central banks want to keep the price of gold and silver down. If that start, gold and silver started to rise at an unbelievable rate, there would be an awful lot of people in trouble, a lot of governments in trouble. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Where's it going, Jamie? So according to uh, Keith Newmeyer, price of silver could, could go to triple digits within two years. Boy. If you look at someone we've been mentioning a lot lately because he's promoting a new book, uh, if you look at uh, Jim Rickards, he's calling for that gold could easily go to $10,000 an ounce. And if gold goes to $10,000 an ounce, even at 80 to 1 ratio, you're still looking at triple digit silver. So again, this is just about the fundamentals in the market. Uh, Paul making some great points that that if the market does start to move higher, that the 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 entities that are looking to short the market could be overrun. And just like oil went to $140 a few years back, you could have a similar situation, a slingshot effect in the in the silver market. So at the end of the day, we do feel that silver and gold are extremely undervalued. There are lots of ways to get involved in the market, whether you want to hold it outright and take delivery of that product, just simply buy it in our e-store. We are launching a new e-store, by the way, and we're going to be offering some gold combos, which is very exciting. You can put it into the depository where for every 100 ounce of silver that you purchase right now, you're going to get a 10-ounce bar of silver. And then, of course, you can hold it in an RSP and a TFSA. So this is a very exciting market. Paul, I think the biggest, strongest point you made and I think the best takeaway for, for the listeners this week is that if the price moves higher from here, there will undoubtedly be major shortages in the market. And we are concerned that people get involved in the market now before they have to wait a month to get their product and people want to be able to buy it and take it home right away. Well, I could tell you these prices, the price of gold and the price of silver, I'm basically loading up the boat because it has to go up. There is more upside than downside. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number, guildhallwealth.com. Again, 10 100-ounce bars. You purchase that, you will get one 10-ounce bar courtesy of Guildhall and receive one gram of gold for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. Again, the e-store is being relaunched. Gerald Salente coming up on the 30th. Lots going on. Make sure you check out the website and start investing in physical precious metals. This has been The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640.